Um, it's pretty special. It extends from uh, the Belia wetlands in the east <coughs> to South Beach in the west. Uh, it's an area of land that was previously set aside for a road. That road was scrapped in 2017 uh, when Labor government got elected and at present the Department of Lannings, Lands Planning and Heritage are looking at uh, what kind of zoning uh, should occur along that section of road. Um, like a lot of other road reserves, uh, there's remnant bushland that hasn't been um, looked after in a big way because it's been reserved for a road, which would have meant that it would have been uh, cleared to make the road happen. Uh, a lot of that bush is still very intact and very good quality and contains uh, some threatened species such as banksia and tuits and... Uh, it provides areas for people to experience um, wildlife and to undertake passive rec recreation. And uh, people enjoy uh, being in the bush. As we all know, it has enormous mental and physical health benefits. So, yeah, pretty important land. Mm, certainly. Now, the Department of Planning, Lands and Heritage, they've uh, you know released their draft concept plan and you know and sought community feedback on that plan. Now, I understand, of course, there's a lot of um, anger in the community about the draft concept plan. But can you outline, you know, what was that anger directed at? Why why were people in the community upset about this uh, the initial draft? Uh, you know, in terms of uh, you know what could be done a lot better. Uh, the feedback that I received from people was that it looked like it was very hastily put together. It didn't look like it was a very well-considered plan, uh, especially not in relation to those areas of bushland that I uh, talked about earlier. And uh, people had expected that... Um, I guess they had that expectation that the areas of bushland would be zoned as parks and recreation and um, would be considered to be uh, reserved uh, for that purpose. Uh, that wasn't the case uh, and so people were pretty angry and it was also a very short time frame and it was all very, also very close to Christmas uh, when people get busy thinking about um, holidays and family get-togethers and that distracted in general. So the timing wasn't great. Uh, the actual plan didn't look like it had had a lot of thought put into it. Uh, it didn't feel like the community's views had been taken into account and those views had, had been expressed very succinctly in the past. Uh, I think that embodies uh, the feedback that I got. I think you said there, you know, that, that those views have been uh, expressed quite succinctly in the past, and I think it's, um, you know, 
quite quite remarkable in a way that given this is you know land that was reserved for row eight row nine and I'm sure many of our listeners are aware of the the huge uh, the protests and the, the movement around uh, opposing uh, row eight and row nine and, and saving uh, not just the Belia wetlands but the entire corridor of that do, do you think there's a feeling uh, amongst uh, people in in Hamilton Hill and, and Kubel up and in the general area uh, of of betrayal that the the state government you know like a lot of these people you know hundreds of these people got arrested now have uh, you know a criminal record uh, you know face the the repercussions of of going through the court system and so forth do you think there's a feeling that the state government has betrayed the community by seemingly really uh, rather than you know preserving the area as bushland really pushing forward with a bit of an agenda to develop uh, a lot of that area I think um, there is that view yeah. Uh, particularly for those people who were uh, very involved with protesting uh, the Barnett government's uh, stance on building Row 8. Um, and I think also people are, are realising that we, we're losing canopy at a, a very fast rate, not just in the southern suburbs, but all over the metropolitan area. And uh, there is a view that uh, the state government's not really providing enough uh, safeguards, if you like, or policies to support rezoning that's taking place all over the metropolitan area. And as a result of that lack of policy uh, to support rezoning, which uh, provides uh, rules about uh, how much uh, canopy can be removed during development. Um, I think people see this as another um, loss of very important canopy that during a time of climate change and, uh, you know, we're also facing extinction of for flora and fauna, they, they, they don't see this as a very wise uh, policy planning uh, initiative. And on that, I guess there is, you know, increasing awareness around the need to preserve urban bushland in particular with the, you know, as you said there, the uh, the threats of climate crisis and climate change. Uh, and just more broadly, people are becoming more aware of the need to preserve bushland. Do you think there's a growing argument for somewhat of a, a moratorium on the clearing of urban bushland? And is that something that, you know, the groups such as uh, Kerbin Wildlife, Cor- Wildlife Corridor and others uh, are pushing for to, to stop the clearing of our, our native bushland in our urban environments? Well, yeah, many, many groups uh, are, are asking uh, loudly for this uh, to be uh, a state government uh, priority. Uh, you know, we, we hear from so many different groups about the loss of habitat for uh, various uh, wildlife, the cockatoos being one of them, um, it just cannot continue at the current rate. Um, our state government has to look at ways to address these issues that are not only um, connected with the climate crisis, but also with increasing urban density um, 
uh, we we are really heading in the wrong direction if we're going to uh, support further loss of canopy. It just it's not sustainable. Christine, finally, as we discussed at the start of the show, this is only a draft concept plan and the uh, the government has extended submissions uh, just, I think, the, the, coming up this uh, this week is that the final week people can get uh, their submissions in. I guess that's you know a good start for people who are concerned about the corridor is to make sure they get their submission, submissions in. Uh, but what else can people do if they want to preserve this uh, this place and this uh, special part of our, you know, our southern suburbs? Well, they can participate in uh, the kinds of activities that uh, we already uh, provide, and that's planting, watering. I mean, last year, uh, the plants that were planted in 2021 uh, had to be watered all through the summer. We all remember uh, those 42, 45-degree days and... Uh, we know that um, revegetation uh, is not easy when you haven't got shade. So those little tube stock plants had to be watered all through the summer. So people can participate in uh, those kinds of activities. Uh, they can also write to the various state and federal ministers um, and a list of those are available. Uh, and just generally um, participate in the process going forward of community consultation that will take place uh, in the next couple of years. This is a very slow process. The um, deletion of the Row 8 West and Row 9 Highway uh, we'll go through Parliament this year uh, and then further plans will be released to the public to comment on uh, for the zoning and the use of that corridor and it'd be really good for people to keep track of what's happening as best they can and participate in any opportunities that are available to people to uh, engage in the process.